Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We can change it's like my dreams out of reach. This pain and all this grief. You see God and you have to speak. Tell him it's crazy. You're on Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. That's right, everybody. We are back, Church on the Block. And I'm here with one of our uh, hosts, DJ Ruckus. And Ruckus is in the building trying to learn this technology. Go ahead, Ruckus. Yo, what's good, everybody? Happy to be here. Let's get it cracking this morning. Happy Sunday morning to everybody. Yeah, Pastor Jay is on his way, but we got a great friend with us in the studio, uh, MC extraordinaire, leader in the city, good friend, brother who I like a lot, who uh, we just journey with and just watch his journey, um, who's going to talk a little bit about our, our band question today. Uh, we'll introduce him in a second, and he's here with his uh, uh, beautiful baby, and we want all the crying and the, and the mom and the whining back and the screaming, <laughs> because we want people to know that that uh life happens life doesn't stop when you're engaged in this in this kind of work and not to have to always feel like you got to segregate everything um for for uh for what you're doing for, for welcoming that so that might be we may remix that little cry right there to a beat you never know <laughs> so today's main question is is therapy needed in the church is therapy really a fad that the church is going through after all that's happened with COVID, all all that's happened around shelter in place, after all that's happened around uh, life flipping upside down in America, right? It's and 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 the movement of therapy um, at one point, even in the church, was how dare you see a Christian? How dare you see a psychologist? And it was like you got to see a Christian psychologist, and it was psychiatrist, psychologist, a therapist, social worker, um, and and it was as though God can't work through that. It's like it does everything got to be uh you got to see a christian mechanic you have to see a christian uh copier company <laughs> you have to see a christian like repairman um but it was a, it, it, it's such a situation uh uh um in, in the church in one era that it was almost shaming that you would go and not something with you in prayer is not happening right something with you and and god you're in the word more you are you are you not fasting there must be something what church you go to that's why you go to that church whatever the case may be right and then the people and the generations evolve and change and, and becomes normalized using mm-hmm. uh, my man Christopher Lamarck's great uh, 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 copywritten statement, normalizing therapy, right? And the reality of having that to be uh, uh, a way in which the body of Christ, I believe, 
uh, congrats on to it. But let's just talk through it. I want to introduce uh, a brother who's been a champion with this within the city of Chicago and around the country and gotten several awards and recognition of, of, of his work. But even before all of that, right, it started somewhere. So my good friend from uh, uh, Chicago, uh, Christopher Lamarck, who's a father, uh, you know, dad and, 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 and a leader uh, uh, in this work. And the work he started uh, is his life's work that just birthed that called Coffee, Hip Hop and Mental Health. So, Chris, welcome to uh, Church on the Block. And thank you for being on with us, man. So, Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being flexible and patient. Uh, yeah. Very excited to have this conversation. Well, who's, the other, who's the other guest we have on the show? Who's the other guest we have on the show? So... This is my son. He is a, a couple weeks shy of seven months. Beautiful. Uh, his name is Abram Christopher Lamarck. Abram. That's what's up. Amen. <laughs> hey, your first radio show, man? <laughs> actually not, actually. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Dang, <laughs> he shows up quite often. <laughs> so Thanks Chris, for having us. What are, what are your thoughts about that uh, That question? I mean, is, is, is therapy that's taken off after shelter in place and after everything with COVID and Flipping the world upside down. Is it a fad in the church? Is the church like grasping for straws to try to bring therapy in, but they're really not about their life? Yeah, I think it's two part. Um, I think that the church as we know it, uh, life altered so much that people had to same direction, but go a different route. Same direction, but go a different route. Right. Mm. And so I think one part is let's try something new. People are struggling. Let's meet them where they are. I think the other part is, uh, I think therapy is popular in general. It's trending. It's the coolest thing, right? It's almost like the Atkins diet. Everybody was on it, <laughs> right? And like any trendy thing, everybody would take part of that because they can use it as a marketing tool, right? And uh, so I think people are trying to do something new, especially in church, breaking the stigma. You can do Jesus and therapy, right? Yeah. Like the word of God talks about giving gift unto men, right? And and I believe that, like you talked about it before, you know, you have doctors, you have lawyers. And if you go to the doctor to check on your teeth, you go, you go, you go check on your body, it's only right to check on your headspace. And right. I think that it's, you know, churches are trying to meet people where they are, trying to get with the program, trying not to be so fundamental, <laughs> right? And uh, I think the other part is just trendy. It's cool. Let's just jump on a bandwagon now because we can use it as a marketing tool. That's so true. I mean, it's almost like an, a, a, a grasping to to make sure that the church is relevant, even though that's not a priority of theirs. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so tell me a little bit about your own journey to be in this space where, as the word in the, in the phrase you coined, normalizing therapy. Tell me uh, along your life journey with, with, with that reality of therapy being so, um, so real. Look, uh, Phil, you know, big brother, it's even a miracle to even hold my son, uh, coming from being a survivor of three suicide attempts. Uh, hip hop was always my first form of therapy, but you know, I struggled a lot because I didn't have any parents. So when you look at the logo, the coffee, hip hop, and mental health logo, you see four numbers. That's 6453 South Hermitage. That's where I grew up at 12 years of my life as a child from three to 15. I struggled with so much uh, physical, mental, and emotional abuse. And it was everything that happened in that house uh, shaped my reality, made me afraid of people, 
made me struggle with social anxiety. And even when I got inside the church, it was really hard for me to be grounded because I was running and jumping and screaming Jesus because I had this internal conflict, right? This uh, turmoil, this pain, this shame of what it's like to be a man being abused. And so fast forward, 2018 and in October, I was working a pretty crappy job. I had a terrible day. I had a low credit score in the 400s. I was 39, getting ready to turn 40. I didn't own anything, didn't have anything, couldn't even afford lunch. And I only went to Starbucks that day so I can get a slice of lemon, loaf pound cake, and a cup of coffee to curb my appetite before I got home. I fell apart in the coffee shop. I started crying uncontrollably. I couldn't stop. I was having what I considered to be a mental uh, and emotional breakdown. But the beautiful thing about that day is that it became my breakthrough because I made a decision to take my butt to therapy in that moment. Wow. And I was in a coffee shop. It was crowded. It was pre-pandemic. It was the safest place I can be because no one was bothering me. Right. Right. And I was able to make a sound decision even when it was a terrible day. I got you, baby. I'm almost done. And uh, so so like, even moving from that point. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Hold on one second. Hold on. I got you. As Chris is talking about this, you know, the reality of of a person's journey. Absolutely. Oftentimes, uh, when we see someone in a particular situation, we only see that perhaps maybe in the church or the body of Christ. And maybe I'm speaking in traditional manners, but we don't know the journey that got him to that spot. No. Yes. Right. right. No, no, no. That's a good point. And if I can interject for a second. Um. I believe that the church had good intentions and I struggled with church hurt prior to that moment. And like what I know now, like because of maturity and growing and growing in my own self, people wasn't equipped. They didn't have the language like the like the black community, you know, like any community were taught to survive. Right. So in church or in the community in general, we taught each other, go to church, go pray, go do what you got to do. You don't got time to cry. You don't got time to fall apart. And so. They didn't know how to see someone like me, right? Right. Especially if you have your parents or like you have your family. You don't know how to speak to. And uh, so now I'm very forgiving to the church, unlike mm. I was before, because I realized that what therapy taught me is that therapy gave me the language. It gave me the understanding, wow. right? It allowed me to understand that the most important piece of real estate I will ever own is my brain. So I have to manage it well. Right. And uh, so... So I forgive the church. I honor the church because I understand that church was a church was and is something that we need. But in addition to that, we also need those principal things. Right. We we need therapy. We need a space to unwind because we don't see God every day. We see people. (laughs) Right. Right. We see places and things. And and uh, because of that, God has given unto us gifts. And one of those incredible gifts are psychologists, our therapists. And whether it's trendy or not, we know, like the word of God said, he will use the foolish things to confound the wise. True. So even if it's trendy and cool, God is going to rule through that as well. So I'm just happy to be on this journey. And just to answer a little bit more, man, you know, Pastor Phil, you know, when I went to therapy, I want to really share this. It was embarrassing. It was heartbreaking mm. to be reminded about all the stuff I had pushed back. But what was liberating was God has always taught me how to take my pain and use it 
in a healthy way. So yeah. at the tough session, I went home and I wrote down coffee because of the mental and emotional breakdown that happened inside that coffee shop that led to this great decision to go to therapy. And then I wrote down hip hop because hip hop was my first form of therapy. Yeah. Hip hop is so important to the black community, the same as the civil rights movement, the Black Panther Party, right? <laughs> right. It's so right, important right. because hip hop gave us our voice. It gave us confidence. It gave us our energy. And honestly, it gave us financial stability. So, you know, that is so important. But more than anything, it allowed me to share my pain. Hip hop was my first form of therapy, which right. is why it's in the middle. It's the bridge. And then I wrote down mental health because I knew that I wanted to take what was happening in, in my therapy session. And like I wanted to bring that into the streets, bring it to like the local community, which is why I'm excited that we were able to build a coffee shop. So hopefully people can experience what I experienced during that time. So Man. that's the journey. That's what brought me here. Man, that's so good. That's so good. We uh, are talking about is therapy a fad for the church? That that's that's the question. Is therapy for for the local church? Is it just a, a gimmick? Uh, especially after everything that's happened with uh, COVID and flipping the world upside down, and folks and, and therapists and, 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 the, and these millennials and other cats being creative have come up with, look, you can't come, we got you virtual. You can't come virtual, we got you on the phone. We, I mean, we, we, I mean, it's just it's just been like a desperate measure on one hand to make sure people who've been challenged with I don't know what this is right here, right? That they find a, a way opposite of going to someone because of COVID or whatever, they could see somebody and talk uh, to get help. I just wish the church in some regards could be a little bit creative without having a pandemic uh, to spark that. And I mean, I, everybody got uh. a pandemic uh, in some regards too, but it's just one of those kind of things like uh, there's so much more to get through, I think, sometimes to the church before it gets to a point of, okay, we got this, we can make this happen. It's like layers before we begin to, we, we begin to move this uh, needle, right? And so- oh, Absolutely. Therapy is needed in the church. Um, you know, I um, uh, know in some of your events, uh, you host uh, some hip hop events. You'll have therapists in the audience. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know? absolutely. So how, how, does, how, does, how does that work? Give it a give a give a breakdown of what of what that is. Oh, wait a second. We got our we got our, our host back with us. Uh, uh, Pastor Jay, what's going on? JB. Yo, what's up, y'all? Sorry I'm late, <laughs> but I got to see my boy. What's up, Chris? <laughs> oh, man. What's up, brother? Good to see you, man. You too, How's man. it going? Too long. Hey, I'm good. I'm good, man. Good. Who is that? Abram. Abram. You know, like, just to speak to that point, um, when it comes to, so here's what I did. I realized as an artist, I was hiding behind shame, hiding behind like the nice clothes, hiding behind like the somewhat popularity of being a musician, right? And so I wanted to remove the performance. So I said, why not make the therapist, the mental health conversation, why not put that center stage, right? And when we cultivate these events, the main conversation of what it means to normalize therapy and talk about the fundamental things as it relates to mental health and really educating people became like the lead MC. That's the showman for the night, right? It's like, <laughs> remove, it's like remove the performance because we're all taught how to be performative, even in church, be performative. So that's why I wanted to like put that center stage and like make that more of the main thing. 
And see, what if what if that happened in church? That would be off the chain. You know, come to come to there's an invitation, come to the altar and pray. But guess what? If you're struggling with some things, we got some therapists right here. Man, that and that's what had that's that's what it's like at the yeah. with, with 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 the engagement of that piece, man. You know? Yeah, I'll say this in, in uh, closing. I mean, again, I like, thank you all for like having me. The one thing I would say, and and I mean this in the most loving way. The reason why I think some churches have a hard time with allowing those particular gifts in, because if you are a manipulative and, and a controlling leader, you will lose the power of influence wow. if they realize that, oh, I don't just have to seek you for guidance. <laughs> right? That's, That's the biggest real, problem. Bro. That's real. <laughs> Yo, get out the way. Get out the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, it's a good conversation. Is mental health just a fad for the church? That's what we're going to talk about. We'll come right back. We'll be right back with Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come back with us. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the street. And I'm here with my great host, DJ Ruckus, uh, Pastor Jay. And we are here with my great friend, our great friend, Christopher Lamarck, who is just a great leader and a great dad. Give it an example. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Baby's crying in the background. Forget the, 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 the prim and proper. That This is prim and proper. This is how I got to be done. You know what I'm saying? All of us in ministry have had our own children have to kind of be second, third, fourth, and fifth <laughs> line of ministry. And we can be in a space, it should be in a space where we welcome the children, welcome the situations, right? And allow that to even teach us what is really real. So right now, without further ado, Christopher Lamarck, who's talking about uh, um, mental health and his own organization, uh, which you ought to look it up and, and, and find out about it if you haven't. Uh, Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health is powerful. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. But Chris is a great MC, several concerts and albums. He's wrapped at the house <laughs> with a leader with an album that we did, a song that we did, The Passover. We passed Yo, yeah. and others with some various uh, artists. He's going to spit a little bit uh, with Abram as a backup, uh, the hype man, the hype man. Uh, <laughs> the hype baby. <laughs> the hype baby, hype baby. Uh, so spit what's on your heart, Chris. We shine bright, right? We are the human lights, a celebration for this life that we sacrifice. I know you want to break through. I want to win too. Come through, elevate. Man, we are the man proof. Take a deep breath, excel out the O's. That's nothing less we check. Excellence, we have to inject wisdom. It's the beauty of the finer things. Take another step. You're very close to the bigger dream. Wait, your self-esteem is your everything. Homer, you your only threat. You focus on the wrong thing. Embrace marriage, a couple carrots. God willing, you can see more than Paris. Mental health, the foundation of wealth. That's why they have your mindset empty on the shelf. Now bear witness to a miracle who you, nationwide to international, all of you. I drop a tea and share deuce to the world. Children who separated from their families, we got a shielding. And yo, it's beauty in the streets. Black flag for relief. Black love and it's peace. Black pain. And we don't trust police. Black pain. We got to kill that beast that plays fade inside of everything. Imagination dreaming. And hopefully we can build some bigger things than us. Ooh, boss. 
Bars, baby. That was Thank you. What was going through your mind real quick, uh, Chris, before you before you take off, man? What was going through your mind when you was rhyming that, when you were putting that there? I mean, I know you said hip-hop is also a form of therapy, but yeah. also you also are giving some wisdom in that piece, too. Yeah, I was thinking about us. I was thinking about my community. I was thinking about my friends. I was thinking about my fellow MCs. I was thinking about us and how hurting we are. And I wanted to speak life. That's why I said we shine bright, right? <laughs> Question. Challenging people. We shine bright, right? You are the human lights, right? A celebration. I wanted to speak life into the community. I wanted to change the narrative because what I also learned in therapy is that language and how we communicate only perpetuates the trauma even more. Right. Change the narrative by speaking. And the beautiful thing is you can share all the positive scriptures and affirmations, but if you don't believe it, your life does not change. You have to believe what you write and what you read. He said, not only to be a, a, a hero, but be, be a doer, right? Mm. So I'm just trying to put his principles to life, bring it alive. Thank you all for having me. Thank man. you for supporting Coffee Hip Hop and Mental Health. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Word, Chris. man. So, so good powerful, to see bro. you, Chris, man. Keep it up, bro. Proud of you, Thank man. you, sir. Oh, I appreciate it, JB. Yeah. Terrence, I appreciate you. Colleen, Pastor Phil, look, I look, I love you, brother. Thank you for giving, trying to be emotional, but thank you for giving us. Uh, you don't understand like what the house church did for us. Because there's a lot of churches that will put us in the basement or yeah. only use us for youth night. Right. You feel me? Right. But you dedicate a whole church concept for us. So like to be seen in that way, it's a beautiful thing. Like, so when I reach out to you, it's just, I'm just like, yo, see me. Like, yeah. see my growth. Yeah. <laughs> see what you put in me. I'm seeing you, baby. So, I'm seeing you, man. I'm seeing you. Yeah, yeah. man. I like, so I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you for being like the man and leader that you are. Because because of your seeds, I'm able to lead accordingly. So thank you. I appreciate you. Man, you and you're blowing it up, man. And you that the light is atomic light, man. <laughs> man, praise God. <laughs> thank you. you gotta hey, get bro. to it now. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you, brother. Man. Thanks, Bye Peace. Man, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. You know, um, we have to uh, recognize and, and and own the fact that we are complex people. Yeah. We are not just one-sided. You know what That's I'm right. saying? And if 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 in the church we just and sometimes and I say this because it's my own experience, this is how you ought to live and be. And you're striving for whatever that has been taught. And you're looking in the word and 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 granted, there are some things that we want to strive for as Christians and believers, but man, to the degree that you're pushing and your humanity is all in the mix of it all. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden you don't know how to, well, my humanity, is that my humanity? Am I such a sinner? Am I, am I so evil? Am I, and, and, you know, thoughts of that, and I can't make this happen. Where do you go with that, right? Where do you go with that? Um, you know, we all have our own journeys. Even in brothers, you can share your own journey yeah. about your own mental health and the journey of that uh, and what brought that healing. I, I'll talk a little bit about mine uh, a little bit later on, but share a little bit about what you believe in this, this you know, band question about therapy in the church. Yeah. Um, you know, th this is ruckus. And, and, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Because um, not only do I believe that mental health and therapy and doctors are something that's needed, I also 
recognize how the church has caused some of this by ignoring the fact that people or demonizing the fact when we look at the historical aspects of the Catholic Roman church and man, how many uh, people that they've killed or called them witches, most some of that was probably just mental health issues, you know, um, and where we are today, you know, and we still, it's still something that's frowned upon in, in, in our communities, especially in black and brown communities, going to see a therapist. Um, you know, me and my family, we did a whole family therapy uh, session a couple of years ago. Did it help? I don't know. They, everybody's still a little, little off around here. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why I didn't help. You need to go right back tonight. <laughs> but, you know, man, you know, I appreciated the fact that everybody sat down. We got to talk about some of our issues. Um, my oldest daughter, she's now she's, she's seeing a therapist to talk through some of her own issues. I've done... I haven't seen a therapist, but, you know, I do work with the Crucible Project and I do uh, what we call shadow work to to deal with my inner self and parts of me that, that I've hidden and I repressed and, and and even denied at times. And so I do that work for myself and I found it very valuable. So now I can understand when I'm when I'm depressed, why I might be depressed or if I'm scared of something or I'm triggered by certain things that, that are happening now, I can speak to those things and, and, and I understand and I can give other people a better understanding of what I'm going through. Yo, I've, this pastor Jay, y'all, what up, what up? Uh, like this conversation is so important. Like, I love that. Like our tagline is, you know, hip hop, you know, real talk about hip hop the streets in the church, right? Like, because I think all three of those areas are places where we've seen this shunning mm. of mental health um, right. as an issue and something we want to sweep under the rug, whether we're talking about in the church, which we've been talking about for this whole show, like it's clear. I think Chris hit it on the head with the whole idea of being a manipulative leader and wanting people to come to you for the answers. Like that was on point. But then when you think about hip hop, what he's doing, like how he's just saying, no, at the concert, at the show, I want to make mental health the MC, the, the, the star of the show. Like, that's yeah. dope. But then think about the block. Like, what we deal with on the block, I guarantee 90% of it is mental health issues. People yeah. have trauma, oh, yeah. right? Dad wounds, parent wounds, like all types of craziness that we unchecked, like emotional and mental trauma that because there's such a stigma about doing anything about therapy that people just walking around holding on to stuff that they need to let go of. And it's coming out. I always say coming out of them sideways because right. they won't take it head on. And right. um, just like T our family did some uh, family therapy too. And it's interesting because I'd love to make this connection. I felt like it wasn't until Taylor and my son came out. Right. Um, that we even started to really even think about how important mental health was because we were seeing that his gender dysphoria and all the things he was dealing with around his transition were really affecting him mentally. 
And wow. so that led us to actually start going to family therapy and then him going to individual therapy. And so it's like all these things tied together. When we don't talk about gender, when we don't talk about real issues, then we have people now who, because they have to hide a part of who they are, right. find themselves with more mental issues, right? And mm-hmm. then they can't seek therapy for that because they got to hide the fact that this is even going on. It's all tied together. So one band issue leads to another band issue, right? Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm thankful that, somehow and i think my connection to crucible too also led me to that i started dealing with my own daddy wounds and issues around you know absentee father and all of that and it made me realize when you start dealing with that stuff your shadow side and stuff on inside of you um that you really need to let go of how free you can be and i wanted that for my son i wanted that for my family so yeah yeah Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna touch base the next part a little bit about the crucible in in its own journey in our own lives you know i think the the thing you hit on the head jay that this striving for what is being preached or taught or what have you, or lived out in the house, uh, you know, becomes safe. It becomes safe to talk about this at the house. This is how we do. And, but, but then when life happens, how, how does this work now? Like, how does this, what you taught me over here? And I believe it work and I'm striving for that, but I'm hitting dead ends. I'm hitting cul-de-sacs and I'm going around in circles. So is the Bible wrong? Am I wrong? Is God wrong? Is God judging all these things like that? Right. And where, <clears throat> where is, uh, um, a place where you can process those thoughts in a safe space. And 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 the thing is with the church, opposite of even therapy, just counseling with a pastor or others can come and be super judgmental. So now you're, you're in this spot and you're like, okay, I'm getting counseling, but I'm feeling judged. I'm not a good enough Christian. I'm not doing these things that Christians are to, to be a part of. And this is why my life is X, Y, and Z. And so much of that begins to be um, uh, like I, I don't even, I, I guess normalized in the walk of faith, normalized in in Christian stuff that um, folks, I, I that's what it looks like. I, I can't do that. That's why people will say I walk in the church, it'll burn the church down because they believe that my stuff, obviously, God can't handle it. God can't take, and these people who represent God definitely can't handle it. So all that that's where a lot of that comes from. That that that's that fearful. And then you add on the cultural dynamics of. Therapy, something wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You, you, you crazy? Like, right. like, you know, you, you go to school and your kid needs to see counselor. The mama, my kid don't need to know counselor. And, you know, smack him upside the head and walk out the school while you're leaving. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes, you know, there's a there's sometimes some safety things too. Like, I don't know the teacher. I don't call DCF. All, all the things like 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 that. But it is it is such a a need in our in our in our in our uh, and our faith to express the fact that we um, we're we're free in Christ, and if we're free in Christ, right? Um, <clears throat> to me, that freedom also avails itself to what opportunities Christ has created through therapy and other other resources. People who study the brain, study the study the the mind, study the emotions to understand that, and, and still being free in Christ. It's almost like if you touch and connect with a therapist or a psychologist, you're going to lose your freedom, in, or you're going to lose being connected to Christ. You're going to lose that. I think somewhat underlying somewhere in that piece is God is not enough because you need that too. It's not that. I mean, scripture is replete with, with passages of, of, of help, right? It's talking without counsel, uh, plans fail, right? But many advisors, they succeed. That's counseling. That's therapy, right? Um, Proverbs 15, 22, there's, there's scripture that avail itself to Wisdom of finding counselors, multi, you know, wisdom and multiple counselors, right? And so, being able to 
have that uh, reality uh, because you're 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 you only know yourself partially, <laughs> right? You grow up and you mature. It's like, oh, I think this way about stuff now, right? Oh, I I don't really know how I feel about that. My emotions come up. This this thing about that one trigger causes this to happen. We say <clears throat> and interview our team, and we ask, you know, one of the interviews that we have when, when somebody's at a at a, at a point of maybe being hired, we ask, you know, what are your triggers? What are the things that 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 um, you are aware of, if you're aware of them, that are causing things in your life um, to, to go left or right or, or challenges you may have? Because if you're not aware of them, then you'll, we, we, we say this phrase, you'll transfer it, right? If you, you, you'll transfer that uh, if it's not being transformed, right? Part of the battle is, is, is Christian, I believe, is should I own this fact that I, I'm like this beyond like a porn addiction? Is, is there something else that it's a connection addiction that I have, right? Is it, it, I, where did that come from? I'm scared to talk about that because I got to put my mama down. I got to put daddy, whatever else it may come from to be freer in Christ in, in, in that space, you know? So we're going to continue to talk about this and, and I'll share a little bit about my own, my own story with, with that uh, need of that, of that therapy and that, 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 insight about my own psyche and the, and the stuff that I thought I had enough with the word with that piece right yeah, we'll be right back you're listening to Church on the Block real talk about hip hop the church and the streets Holy Culture Radio CSXM 154 come right back we got more in store yo Church on the Block real talk about hip hop the church and the streets we are back Holy Culture Radio Channel 154 every Sunday, man, 9 o'clock Central Time, which is the only time that really matters in the world. But Eastern, 10 o'clock, you know, L.A., you, you, you find it probably early in the morning. Right now, we are telling them a band question that we have. The question today is, is you know, mental health, is it is it a fad in the church? Is it is it really needed? Because there's so many situations that have happened in eras gone by where you are almost shamed to go to therapy. Um, shame, and, and even if you see a pastor for counseling, it was like, oh, man, y'all. Yeah, okay, Joe. Okay. You know, so conversation today about that reality. I had a great friend, great brother, uh, who's got a great organization, Coffee Hip Hop Mental Health, came on earlier and talked about his whole organization to normalize therapy, a, a term he's coined and and uh has copywritten to begin to help people grasp that. Um, and I think maybe we can talk about this as men and, and Colleen, you can jump in as women, of course, but as 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 a man, I know it is hard for me to go see a therapist. It was hard for me to go see a therapist. I went to see a therapist in a Christian therapy organization. I paid a hundred bucks and I was so clogged up with whatever was going on in my life. I sat there and the first therapy session, and I didn't know this. They asked you a bunch of questions to get a handle on what the heck you're here for. And you may not even know. And I was like, yo, I'm answering all these questions. And we done? And I'm not coming back. Here's what I said. I'm bouncing. What? I paid a hundred dollars for what? You crazy. I'm going to come back and do this again next week. I'm good. And on top of that was 30-something years of ministry. On top of that was a master's of divinity. On top of that was um, I've got to be um, all things to all people who I'm serving. You know what I mean? And 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 that 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 uh, was weighing on me, but I didn't have language for it, man. I didn't have, um, I mean, it, it led me down a dark path, like especially in the work that I do here at the firehouse and trying to raise dollars. And trying to raise dollars within white evangelicals who don't understand our work to reach young men on the block. And they want you to you know, dip them in holy oil and or whatever. There may be their block wanting to find salvation first and, and preach that versus understanding who these guys and, I, and hitting 
bumps in the road there, not getting support economically. <clears throat> and I just came to a point where, yo, and I'm out so much and gone so much that I'm tearing up my family and I'm tearing up the work because I'm not raising money. And then guys were dying, getting killed. I was like, yo, so I must, this must not be right. Everything was on me. It was as if, it was as if I'm doing something wrong with God. I'm not praying enough and I said enough. And so came to a point where I thought, look, if I'm not here, it's better if I'm not here because then my family will be okay because I'm not here. I'm not causing more harm to the family. And somebody else can come and do this rest of this work and, and, and do it better than me. So let me take myself outside. I mean, I got a gun. I went to this, and I was like, I'm going to go to this weekend called the Crucible Project. And after that, if, it's, if this don't hurt, it was like, I'm done. I'm done <clears throat> not knowing how to unharm people. That, that was my logic. I'm done not knowing how to unharm people, thinking that I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. And I went to that weekend and just saved my life in November of 11. And I've been a crucible evangelist since that time. But it was a way that broke through to me. And I can now go to a therapist. I can go to a therapist and say, and, let, and let's talk about it. And I think that there's a thing about that with men. Like within the crucible work, there's a weekly uh, meeting, objectively, or monthly meeting of men coming together to continue this work through different processes and exercises. But in those meetings, oftentimes, if we don't even get to the processes and we talk through our day, through our emotional processes, it's like church right there. It's like, yo, this is the best thing I had to all week. I am much more uh, closer to healing in these spaces than I was an hour and a half ago. And I say that because in those spaces, men talk and brothers are talking. Like for my wife, sometimes to get me to talk is a, is a chore. You just talk about it. I'll, I'll put on I'm, and, I, and it'll take me a day or two and I'll come around to talk to it. I think with men, it's that little thing that that whatever that is, that that we 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 gotta fix it. We gotta make it right, we gotta provide, or whatever that stuff is that we adopt from the world or other things like that that create a block around dealing with our own stuff. I mean, brothers, well, I don't know what what I mean, I, and I own my I, this I statement. That's my stuff right there. But I, I don't know if there's any kind of connection with that, with with your, your own you guys' own journey. Yeah, no. I think it, it it really connects, especially when I hear you say like being a man. Like we all know this. Like the bottom line is your manhood is gauged by how much you can power through or endure <laughs> right, the right. tough things in your life versus being vulnerable and admitting that you need assistance, that things are hard, that you know you need somebody else because that makes you weak and vulnerable. Right. And what Crucible has done and what, you know, having brothers like y'all who who understand that now has done, it's like, nah, you got people around you who will pull out that stuff that right. you think you got to hold on to and won't allow right. you to do it by yourself. And so the biggest stumbling block for me beyond the like just social mores around all uh, black people don't go to see therapists or whatever and all that is still like, well, I'm a man. If I, if I'm crying to somebody couch or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah whining about all my problems that ain't gonna fix nothing you know right and right, what right, i've learned right. from here is it's not about whining it's about actually unpacking the 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 internal damage that's happening to you by having to hold this weight by yourself true and wow. so uh, i was thankful for just the freedom that came and saying i'm not by myself because i think that yeah. was the number one thing that happened to me um, especially on my weekends, we talk about the crucible later. Like, I found out like with all these other black men, like 
so many of us were dealing with the same problem, but we was all trying to power <laughs> through it and hold it and like, I got this. And then when you got in the room and you realized like 20 other people was all dealing with the same stuff you was dealing with, it's like, wow. oh, wait a minute. It's okay. Yeah. I can let this out because it's, I, I need I need to know what you do to get through it, right? Yeah. So yeah, th- that I think that'll free a lot of men if we would recognize yeah. that you're not a weirdo. You're not alone. You know what I'm saying? It's not strange. Right. Everybody right. has those feelings that feel ahead. Everybody thinks like, I'll probably, it'd probably be better if I wasn't here. Right. And it may not be to the same extreme, but you've had the thoughts of like, I'm just screwing stuff up. Right. Right. You know? Right. 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 I can and, relate to that. And, and, and as fathers who have daughters, yeah. it, it's, it's amazed me all my life raising these girls and you guys with daughters, when they had their friends come over, they talking all night. I said, you had a good time? Oh, I had a great time. What you do? We talked. Are you serious right now? <laughs> what? I mean, I had birthday parties growing up, and we box. We got yeah. box. Box, I mean, we got wrestle, everything. play video box. games. Right. My, my, <laughs> we're not talking about nothing but the game, and I'm going to beat you, and you suck up. I mean, we had my, – my dad got me boxing gloves for my fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade birthday, and we box. I'm talking about – we were – yo, I got a black eye, Joe. We were swinging on, like – knocking each other out it's probably why my head's shaking right now but it's one of them kind of things where that my i was just so i was i was down the road grateful for like wow there's something about y'all talking i mean it'd be up all night giggling laughing and i'm saying i'm bored for you but it's like a beautiful thing because so i say that i think it merits a welcoming of conversations about emotions conversation about stuff and where we hide repress and deny on a, I would say I, I, if I'm going to maybe 60 percent of the men may do that, I'm going to throw it out there, a big generalized situation. But talking about things create that level of vulnerability that I ain't ready to go to yet. So and if I do, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to back off of it for a second. You know, I preached at a church and a brother came to me and he was whatever got done in that, in that, in that sermon at that time. And he was talking about his son. And he was talking about stuff. And, and he could tell. Man, I'm sorry, man. No, don't be sorry, bro. I'm crying with you. I got a son. I mean, it was like. This is what we need, you know. What I mean, and so it's just, man, if we can, if we can normalize that, right? I think maybe in some ways, um, the pastor, like like Chris said, wouldn't have to be like the end all, cure all, fix it all, right? <laughs> uh, especially in the African American context, where the pastor is it, he or she has got to fix it all. <laughs> T, what about yourself, man? Yeah, you know, I I I, I tell you this, I met you around what 2010, 2011 is when I met Phil. Mm-hmm. And twenty November twenty twelve is when you you asked me to go go ahead and go on one of those weekends. You know, I I will say this for me. Now with Terrence, I don't have to ask much. Terrence was like, "All right, man, I'll go." <laughs> Everybody else was like, "I had to ask for forty five years." But see, I was I was already at the beginning of a journey. You know, mm-hmm. so I had you know I had already quit kind of DJing in the clubs, and I was I was hanging out with a smaller you know, less people. Uh, yeah, yes, and, right. you know, so I, I had already started distancing myself from a, a, a lot of people and I was back in church and I was asking God, God, send me men, put men in my life. That's going to help me get at the level that I need to get at, mm. uh, help me, uh, you know, to become the man you need me to be. And so, uh, and through those prayers, I, I was led to you. And so we, we ended up connecting. I ended up meeting Jonathan a little bit later. And so I said to myself, cause you, you asked me to do two things. One was take some seminary classes and 
you know, I, I, I'm still struggling through that now, but you know, so I took those nah, classes. Nah, and... nah, nah, nah. Come on, come I'm still on. struggling through Theologian. those. Come on, right, right, right. Um, but then the other thing was go to go to that weekend, and so I remember when you took us out to the suburbs to see a ceremony, a graduation ceremony, right. and I said to myself, "All right, God, you put this man in my life. I, this is what I asked for. I'm gonna just trust you." by trusting him and I'm gonna go along with it. It changed my life. It changed my heart. It allowed my heart to be to be fully present, to be fully open, where I no longer had to hide. You know, and, and you know, I, I from time to time I get guys that will say, hey T, let's meet, let's talk, let's hang out. And I tell them, man, hey, I ain't gonna do fluff with you. And they be right, like, well, what you mean? Right. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit with you and be like, God is good today. Thank God today. I might tell you everything is effed up today. And, and it might be some tears rolling down my cheek when I tell you this. Right. You know, and 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 a couple guys had to find it out the hard way. But a lot, a lot of people that I get to sit with now and spend time with, they find out how transparent I am. And I've learned my character type, my personality type. I need to be transparent. Otherwise, I'm gonna stuff it. I'm gonna take all of my emotions and everything that, that's been going on with me, which is what I had done for years. Mm. I didn't have an outlet to talk about what I was going, what I was going through or what I was feeling. So I just stuffed it and it would always come out the wrong way, you know? Right. And so I've learned to therapy is great for me or some form of therapy or whatever I'm doing is great for me. Um, you know, even when we were doing, when we did the family therapy, the therapist was telling everybody, you know, I think everybody should do something. And I said, well, hey, I'm doing something and I'm going to keep doing the stuff I've been doing because it's helping me. And one of the things that I had to learn how to do was set boundaries. I had problems setting boundaries with my own family. And so I had to set boundaries with my kids. Like, hey, look, this is this is this is how I'm going to do stuff. This is how I'm going to operate. You be who you want to be. That's cool. But you can't be who you want to be. And I'm going to be who I want to be in the same house. So gotcha. somebody got to go. <laughs> you know, go live somewhere else and be who you want to be. And I'm going to love you from a distance. You know, and, you know, but, man, just dealing with who I am, learning who I am, learning um, all of that about myself. So thank you. Uh, you know, I thank you, you know, for being the man that God put in my life that guided me to go through that work. And Jay, thank you, man, for being another brother to walk alongside with. Yeah. Because through through that journey, maybe we need to do another episode where we talk about some of the things we learned about ourselves. Because me and Jay got similar stories that it just helped bond us even more. So praise yeah. God. Well, man, everybody pouring too. love on you. I'm finna do it before you do your thing. I gotta show love to you too, man. Cause I was one of them brothers he had to ask for a while to go. And I and I finally went and once again it changed things for me too. So Phil, thank you just for, for being persistent, bro. Praise God, man. Well, I know uh, that y'all brothers are receptive once you got a chance to get in it, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing that that what you already are doing and have doing and the vulnerability where you're already at and, and even our own journey together that this is just a, a, a part I want to share that we could be in the experience together, right? Yeah. So that therefore we, we journey in this space. Because you know what? We ain't always going to be preaching. We ain't always going to be on this radio show, but we will be brothers in the faith and we'll be pushing each other's wheelchairs or chasing each other in scooters. And in those moments, man, all that fluff of some title or some position won't matter nothing. And I want to live now in those spaces in a real vulnerable way so that we can 
practice that realness right now. You know, if we mm -hmm. take this stuff too seriously, then it's like, what happens when that falls apart? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Who am I then? And who are you then to me? No, man, let's be real together. Because T, you checked me on some stuff and I was receptive of it because of all that kind of work, right? And recognizing where that stuff came from. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But that's brotherhood. That's real, what real men do. Yeah. You know, yeah. if if we if we say we brothers like we we say we are, we got to be able to you know sit down, talk about what's going on with us, and check each other in love, right? And just know, hey, I trust this man enough with my life that he can check me. I give yeah. him that permission to to check me when I'm out of pocket. Yeah, so. I mean, we want to definitely give everybody some some resources real quick. Uh, Pastor Jay, you got some stuff you want to break down some folks, but therapy. And, and resources where you can get, whether you're online, all over the country now, you can see a therapist from somewhere uh, uh, and, and, and have support uh, for what you may be going through. Pastor Jay? Yeah, one I wanted to give. So I'm a part of an organization called Social Works, been working with them for a while. It's actually the not-for-profit for, for uh, Chance the Rapper. And they do great work in the city, but they have an initiative called My State of Mind. And the My State of Mind initiative, you can literally go to Social Work's website, socialworkshy.org, click on the My State of Mind, and they have a whole mental wellness booklet that connects you with different mental health providers for people of color, for folks with not a lot of money. Like There's just lots and lots of access and then different activities and things that you can do, um, whether you're younger or older or whatever, to try to just connect and, and have some mental wellness. So just wanted to give you that resource. It's been really helpful for us. Awesome. I love that. Coffee, hip hop, mental health. Check them out online. They got a barcode on there. If you go to their coffee shop, if you're in the city and it'll take you to therapy, they they they, they pay for five therapy sessions. That's, that's amazing. So nobody has to feel like I can't afford it. My insurance, I don't got insurance that they could do that. And there are so many other things, even in the city of Chicago has got free therapy. They offer free therapy in the city of Chicago. So make sure you just don't wait until, um, it's it's at a tipping point in your own life that, that and don't this is not taboo. You are a human being. Christ grew, scriptures say, in Luke two fifty two, and 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 wisdom, academic, you know, uh, stature, physical, uh, uh, social, you know, with man and with God, he he was he's complex. So are we. So don't let that complexity uh, be just only centralized to the Bible and and God and the church, but let God use therapy to bring healing to your heart so that you can be a better whole human being. I'm gonna drop these bars on you right now. Guy went to the doctor, man, and he said, I'm hurting, doc. It's right here in my shoulder. And he pointed to the shoulder. And the doctor said, man, let's check that out. And he did, did an x-ray. He said, man, doc, that, you see anything? Doc said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see nothing. He said, doc, it's, it's maybe right here in my leg. And he pointed to his leg. And he said, man, let's check the leg out. And he pointed to like six other parts of his body that were hurting. He kept pointing over here, pointing over here, back in his neck. And the doc said, stop, stop, stop. Let me see your hand. Your finger that's pointing is jacked up. That thing that's pointing is dislocated. The man had a jack leg finger. It was pointing to the jack leg finger and saying those areas in his body were hurting when it really was his finger that was hurting. Oftentimes, man, we don't even know ourselves enough. And we're pointing to things that we think are the real problem, but it's really deeper than that. So I want to challenge you to trust God to lead you to a therapist that will guide you and direct you so that you can be whole. So guess what? 10 years down the road, you can be a blessing even more so to those because you did that therapy. I'm Pastor Phil, Church on the Block. See you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy.